Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Shout, a Buffalo football podcast. And this is a special series called Camp Diaries. We're back in the dorms at St. John Fisher College, and we want to bring you even closer to the action. How do the reporters cover camp? We're going to have several conversations over the next few days with some of the best and brightest Bills beat reporters out there. And as always, we're brought to you by Tops Friendly Markets. Barbecues, tailgating, or on a road trip to see your favorite team, Wherever the football season finds you, make sure to stop at Tops for the best deals in town. From fresh meat to locally grown produce, Tops has everything you need and so much more for mealtime, snack time, or anytime. Tops at your table since 1962. All right, guys, we're going to get this thing rolling. Our second guest of the series is Elena Getzenberg from ESPN.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Shout Camp Diaries right here at St. John Fisher University, where the Buffalo Bills are actually wrapping up training camp. And I was excited to do um, these interviews like the first like week, week, week or two of camp. But I realized that for first timers like my next guest, you need to actually go through the camp like a little bit of time. So we're doing it here on Monday with two days left. Uh, it is Elena Getzenberg from ESPN. Thank you for taking some time to do this. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Uh, tired, <laughs> which I think we're about to discuss with camp, but good and glad to be on the end of this. I think it, it's felt a little longer than I think it's actually been. Definitely. That's always how it feels at the end. I want to ask you, though, how was it now that you've had you know the two weeks to experience it? Having the players, the access, all of it being in one place compared to working out of, you know, the house and going down to the facility. Has it been something where you're like, it's energized you a little bit because you came here right before, like during camp last year, but it was like the craziness, hecticness of it all. Take me through that. Yeah, I think it's been good. I think it's, it's kind of hard to explain if you like. Yeah, I think it's been good. It's hard to explain in the sense that, like, the 
access has been so weird like the last couple years like what we're used to because of covid and all of that um but it's been cool to kind of be things are a bit more flexible at camp like it's not kind of as you were referring to like it's more loose like you're like we're here we're i'm sleeping in the dorms like the practice field is i can see it not my window but you could potentially see it from the building and like everything's close and that's nice um so it is good but i still think like we're still sorting through things i think covid like there were so many rules in place that we're still sorting through like back to what normal is. And I think that I've felt seen the impact of that, but it has been cool to be more normal and like, feel like things are looser. Camp is like, everyone's here. We're sweating. We're (laughs) getting through it. Like the coaches are more around. Like you could casually see someone or like people are walking around and that sort of thing. So that is good about it. But I would say it's like, I don't know what if I came in with a lot of expectations, but it's been chill, but not like as, I've, I feel like I've covered some other training camps where things were tighter and things were looser. And I think it's just kind of a team by team thing, but it's, it's met most of my expectations. I'd say. Last year you started like week one of the season. So, Oh, you didn't even have training camp that I believe was maybe Catherine. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So now you've had a whole off season. You've had a kind of like a, almost a full year to cover the team. Not really. Have you felt more comfortable, not even just the camp part of it, but coming into the season? Oh, a hundred percent. I was so overwhelmed. I started. So for anyone who doesn't know, my first day I was paid by ESPN was Friday and the bills played the Steelers week one, two days later. So that was my first day of employment. So it was kind of like trial by fire. Like it was just like, go, 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 go. So this is so much better. Like I know who the media, local media, like who everyone is, even that was my bar. Um, So yeah, this is much better. I feel like it's good to come in and like know what I'm doing and like know who everyone is, know who the players are um, and all that sort of thing. So 10 times better. And it's nice. A camp, one good thing about a camp is like watching practice. Like even if it's a day like where I'm like, oh, there wasn't a ton to write about or whatever. Like you learn so much just by like seeing things. And I didn't get that last year. Like seeing like, you know, how are the reps going and how's X, Y, and Z doing? And like, how, how are things looking? And I think it's so valuable as a beat reporter. Like even if it's something I don't report, like you put it in the back of your mind and like it's there and you have that info not having that last year was really hard it was learning the roster really quickly so what surprised you about a player that maybe from interactions previously you had thought a certain way and then to see them in this environment like around fans and everything like that so the person that i'll i'll mention is stefan diggs so we have a he's great with the media right like being with him like when he comes out to the press conferences it's fun like he's very loose he gives good quotes but i didn't know how he was going to be in this environment because he'd never been in it before with the bills and so he's exceeded my expectations the way that he's interacting with fans like at the stadium the other night it wasn't in rochester but like jumping into the crowd and having these interactions the the moment with the um, little uh, boy, uh, the first three days of camp. Has there been anything that's kind of stood out to you from a player perspective with the environment? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple guys who've really impressed me with like, there is that thing where like everyone wants autographs. Like every day when there's fans there, there's like all this attention and stuff. And one guy I haven't been able to get to know well because of injury and because of like my timing is Trey, Trey White. And like, that's for multiple reasons, but a lot of it's because he got injured halfway through last year. 
And he's out of practice every day in his sweats or most days at least and like doing his workout. And there was one day where like he was the last one on the field and like I had heard good things, but I just personally, because we didn't have an open locker room and all that, like hadn't interacted with him much. And he was like every person he stopped at and like signed their like signed for them and like had a conversation. Like he, everyone asked how he was doing and he talked to them and it was like just one of those cool like person it was like personal and you don't get that elsewhere where people were actually asking like hey how are you and he was like talking to them about it and I thought that was cool um because you don't see that otherwise like what it's like to kind of talk to them on a personal level and like see what they're like like with a fan and I thought that was cool and there's been a bunch of guys who've done stuff like that but he doesn't have to even be out there really like he could be you know rehabbing somewhere else but I thought for him to take the time to do that was pretty cool so you get to Rochester and the week leading up to this, it was like a crazy overflow of like suggestions. Like when you're going to a new place, we always do that. Like we're on the road, like ask people like, where should we go eat? Where should we go do? I'm sure you've gotten loads of suggestions. You've done a lot. Uh, we actually went to the Pittsburgh uh, dairy farm the one day, got milkshake. Well, I got a milkshake. You got a, what would you get Sunday? No, I got Perino has really bad taste in ice cream wow. <laughs> flavors. He got like a cherry milkshake or something, right? Wasn't that it? Yeah. It was a black raspberry. Something like that. That's, come on, guys. Like there were so many good flavors and he got a fruity milkshake. I'm really against fruit as a dessert. Fruit is not a dessert. We can have this debate another time. No, if you you're, you're there. Fruit's not a dessert. Um, a dessert needs to be something that like has no health value to it, in my personal opinion. And fruit has health value to it. And maybe your milkshake didn't, so it's a bad example. But the point is, my ice cream was two scoops of delicious chocolate and then caramel with chocolate-covered pretzels in it. And it slapped. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so is that the question? Like, what my <laughs> no? So the question is, you got all of this, these suggestions. What has like been the? Oh my gosh, I'm I'm never gonna forget that meal or that experience in Rochester slash Pittsburgh. Well, none of my evenings with you, <laughs> where you were present. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. There's been some good stuff. I think um, we went to when we went to Marge's, which is like a bar on the beach Who's we? um uh, um Catherine Fitzgerald of the Buffalo News um John Scott Spectrum <laughs> stations Beauvais <laughs> Matt Beauvais <laughs> thank you um WKBW I know all my uh, guys I'm learning local media I promise um yeah so we all hung out there that was fun um honestly this is gonna sound super cheesy it's more the people than where we go. Like, it's been really cool for me. Like, there's a lot of really cool people that cover this beat. Um, and a lot that, like, we don't, you know, when everyone's in Buffalo, everyone's busy doing their thing, living their lives. And it's been nice to get to know everyone better in this more relaxed environment. Like, there's a whole list of people we've hung out with. And it's cool to just be like, hey, let's not talk about the bills. Like, let's talk about something else. Like, we've gotten some wild conversations. Um such as Prino's horrible, horrible food takes, which I'll talk about anytime. But yeah, but there's been a lot of good stuff. I'd say Marge's, I was a big Pittsburgh dairy fan. I'd like to go back. Um, those are probably the two highlights for me. I I I don't know what to say. I, I don't know if any of my food takes have been bad. What's the bad one that really comes to mind? <laughs> Just one. Um are you you have the bad muffin take or is that Beauvais? No, he likes the bottoms. 
Okay, that's not him. Okay, never mind. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so see, exactly. That's what happens. I get lumped into horrible takes from other people, and people just assume that they're mine. What else? Um, the pineapple one was bad, but we've discussed that 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 was like a day. Day in the moment. Oh, your coffee take. I think your coffee take is horrible. He does not want to start his day with iced coffee, but but the coffee can't be too hot either in the morning. So what does he want? Lukewarm coffee? Horrible take. Horrible. No, actually, I don't want lukewarm coffee. You know what I want? I want a cup of coffee that's hot enough that doesn't scald my tongue. And so usually if you get one at a place, it'll cool off in, in about five minutes, 10 minutes, right? I got one the one day from the Village Bakery. By the way, shout out Village Bakery. It is a dope spot. Like, go check it out. Great food. Great great coffee when it cools off. And I didn't have enough time for it to cool off that day. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to go to Dunkin'. I'm going to get an iced coffee. I can do it quickly. I didn't love it, but I just suffered through it. I think that take is absolutely fine. Um, dorm life in general. So you have you have stayed most nights. I think if we went pound for pound, you probably stayed the most nights in the dorm. How has it gone? Yes, that's probably true. Me and Catherine Fitzgerald of the Buffalo News are probably tied. Um, usually, I don't think I've stayed here and I've been the only one here because that would be very sad. Um, <laughs> it's been, you know, guys, it's like being back in college kind of. Except my college dorm room was much worse because we had three people in a room that was a little bit smaller than the ones we have here. And I had a co-ed shared bathroom. So it was a, oh an God. experience. <laughs> so... This is fine. I mean, it, you know, not being in your own bed sucks. Prino can tell you about his back if you'd like. Um, but it's fine. It's, you know, it's what it is. It's not, like, great, but I sleep okay. And the bathroom, having my own bathroom is a good quality. I do miss, speaking of coffee, having a fridge. There's no fridge in, around. So, like, I can't have coffee right when I wake up in the morning. And that's a big for me so that's my biggest but other than that it's a dorm it's not glamorous but it's been fine is what i would say what's up everybody matt perino here one half of the shout buffalo bills football podcast here today to talk to you about prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app with more than five million members it is the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players you just pick more or less on two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. Testing your skills on prize picks this playoff basketball season is the most simple way to get in on the action. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and submit your lineup. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one fantasy sports app. Download the app today and use code SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today and use code SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy. So, Elena got a scoop on day one of training camp when Josh Allen revealed that uh, TBT stood for Turkey Burger Time. And unbeknownst to her, the media eating area is like, you got to take a right turn before you go into the cafeteria. We have this like one room set up for us and they put the catering in there. Elena never been here before. So she just walked into the main cafeteria and grabbed herself. What that day was an official Turkey burger, brought it back, 
two things. Number one, I want you to talk about your turkey burger review. And two, no one said anything about you going in and eating the player's food. It was just like you went in there, grabbed it, you went back to your thing, and it was all fine and dandy. Okay, so that's not all true. <laughs> that's not all factually correct. I really wish you hadn't brought this up because I didn't know we were publicly identifying ourselves, but I guess we are now. Um, yes. Camp Diaries. <laughs> this is the stuff that people come to the pod for. Uh, oh, no. Okay, so that story is mostly true. There were no signs pointing in the proper direction. They have now, like, made a humongous deal out of it because of us, and the, the sign slowly got... There's a sign that has, I'm telling you, it's got, like, size 280 font that says media arrow that way. But the sign, like, got bigger over time. Like, it was smaller at one point, and then they were like, no, we need, like, a sign so it doesn't happen again. Um, The part you are incorrect about is that... I'll correct this first. Someone did eventually come up to us and say... Like, we had talked to pe four people who knew we were, like, media and were cool with it and all that and said nothing to us. Just, like, gonna try the turkey burger? <laughs> it was like, what? What? Um, and then someone eventually, we figured out there was no other media in there. It was like, something's not right. My regret is, because now we, the media has been given turkey burgers for lunch multiple times, I should have gotten something else. There's a stir-fry bar in there. I should have gotten that. Like, we mm -hmm. haven't had that. Um... But my turkey burger review is, it's good. It's not award-winning. I don't know if any turkey burger could win an award. They're not the most exciting thing on the planet. Um, it's fine. I wouldn't travel for it. I wouldn't wait years for it like Jordan Poyer. I would. <laughs> it's a fine lunch. Um, it's a solid burger. It needs something on it. Like I get why Josh puts jalapenos on it. It's a little bland. But it's like good. It's fine. It's not... We have moved on, and I think that's appropriate. But it's a fine burger, and it was a scarring experience because now this comes up all the time. So thank you for bringing it back up. I really appreciate it. So Camp Diaries, that is what the people have come here for, the inside scoop on life at St. John Fisher. What's your turkey burger take? So the first one was like, I think the like – it felt like we were getting something like like <laughs> behind the scenes, right? Like these turkey burgers are these special things. Well, I've talked to somebody that goes here and said like, oh, oh no, you can get a turkey burger there anytime. They're, they're frozen patties. Yes. Okay. They're not that good. They're fine. So, I, so I don't know. So but my real – like the real investigation here is does Josh Allen have really crappy taste buds? And he's just like – what are we missing out here? Do they use different rolls? Do the jalapenos make really that much a difference? And I also say the turkey burger the first time we got it was better than the second time, meat-wise. I don't know what was going on, but the second time it was like undercooked a little bit or something. I don't know. It was not great. So I'm like, they, they're talking about like some of these guys in the first eight days had had turkey burgers like 11 times. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this. It wasn't – I do question a little bit of – you know, Josh Allen, is he eating the most sophisticated? I don't know. What's he eating? I don't healthy stuff. Most of the time, probably like he's a wings guy. We know that he's a beer guy. I, I love my blue light just like Josh Allen does, I think. So, uh, yeah, it's it's suspect. I think the hype way, 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 way surpassed the turkey burger. And you could probably find them and make them at home. And it'd probably be better than what they serve us as like because it's mass quantity, I think, is the problem with our turkey burgers, too. They're like in a hole thing all sitting there getting all their juices anyway yeah. <laughs> it's fine but don't feel like you're missing anything would be my verdict 
The sizzle of the grill, popping open a refreshing drink, crowds cheering for their favorite team. These are the beautiful sounds of football season. And Tops is right there with you. From fresh meat to locally grown produce, Tops has everything you need and so much more. Tops at your barbecue since 1962 are you at the point of camp yet where you're like all right i'm ready for this to be done or if this was like a month-long camp like it used to be would you be like oh this has been great for this reason like maybe you have a reason work related that you're like you've enjoyed it like where are you in on that spectrum and like are you looking forward to it being done or where are you at in all that i'm looking forward to it being done but I actually think I could do a bit more. And I say that because I know what we're going to next. Like we're going back to the facility in Orchard Park and we're going to be covering the team there. And it's going to be similar practices for a little bit while they're doing preseason games. And you do lose, like there is something to camp that is not replicated when we're at the facility. Like it's like, the casual I think it's that casual nature of it where it's more like hey we're all just walking around doing our thing and like things are more structured in Orchard Park like it feels like there's more of like a media goes here you you do this you get in your car you leave you do your thing um so I'll miss that aspect of it training camps are tiring <laughs> and like we don't talk about that but like we're standing for a while in the sun which is like nothing to complain about when there's people working out in front of our eyes right. but um it is tiring so I will not miss that part of it and like mentally i'm like ready to be home and like doing my normal routine but there are parts of like work wise which i think is beneficial to being here so but a month sounds like a really long time so i don't i don't know how that would go but yeah um if you're just uh tuning in now you probably aren't because you probably downloaded this and didn't skip to the 18 minute mark but i'm here with Lena getzenberg from espn um, what is the most interesting thing that you learned during this camp? Could be from a conversation with a player, a coach, uh, could be something that you witness out on the practice field or um, with a fan talking after practice or something. What's the most interesting thing that you'll take away from this training camp? Um, that's a great question. I think I'm trying to think of a good example. I do think it's sometimes like um, it was even like I, I was talking to Jamison Crowder yesterday and just kind of like asking him about a few things. It wasn't like for a specific story and just kind of talking over things with him. And it was interesting. Like I asked him about Josh and like what, how he views Josh and like he's played with different quarterbacks, some better than others. Um, and like just how he views him. And it was just interesting to hear someone like that kind of talk about Josh, who is coming in fresh this year and like is seeing this Josh Allen like I think we talked to a lot of people like even Steph and Gabe and like Dawson like they've seen Josh kind of progress more and to me it was kind of interesting because I think it puts this team in perspective again like it was kind of a reminder where it was like oh like if you're just coming in now like obviously we write about this we've reported the heck out of it like people are coming here for Josh Allen and it was like from a leadership perspective, he was talking about Josh Allen. Like it wasn't his play on the field. It was like what he does off the field. And like some of that stuff that I thought was really interesting. I think you have conversations like that. Like that's what I take away from camp is like those conversations where it's just like, Oh, this is a different perspective that like, I don't need to write about it. Like I, it's not necessarily like a story I'm going to write, but it's like, here's a perspective on something that like, even talking to fans, like seeing some of them get so excited to like, see, like I still talked to this one fan who um, a young girl gave Josh Allen a bracelet and like tied it on his wrist. And I talked to her and her mom for a few minutes and it was like how she like makes bracelets and brings them to her brother's sporting events. And like, 
it's a whole and she loves doing them and she just asked josh if she could tie it on his arm and he was like yeah of course and it was just talking to them about they're from rochester like what it was like to come to camp and why that was a cool moment for them and like i think so for me like to tie this all together it's like the learn little things that like aren't necessarily for a story or like for something i'm doing specifically but help me learn more about this team and like put it into perspective that I think is really cool and you can only get at camp because otherwise we're like in this bubble where it's like you go to practice, you do your thing, you do games, you whatever. And camp allows you to kind of do a lot of things and kind of absorb the team from different perspectives. So I think that's been cool. How cool has it been to embrace the fan base in person as opposed to social media? Because we've had conversations about this in the past. We don't have to go too far into it, but experiencing anything on social media versus in person. How has it kind of lined up? Cause we haven't had a lot of in-person things since you started like with, with fans where you have access to them like this and then to now see it over two weeks. What's been your impressions of Bill's mafia and not the real Bill's mafia, not like the, the hashtag. I like that a lot better. <laughs> I think in person Bill's mafia is so cool. Like there's some great, there were some great signs out there. Some like really quality signs that I loved. Um, and everyone's a lot nicer, I would say, or more. I mean, I think that's a lot of people in person versus online where there's like this more like human element to it where it's like, oh, yeah, we're people like I thought it was really cool. I was really impressed with how many people have come out. I've covered um, I covered Panthers training camp in Spartanburg last year and there were there were days man when <laughs> there was a lot of grass. There was <laughs> a lot of empty spots and like they have a hill there and you could very clearly see like how many people were present and it was bad at times and that was never really the case here where there were super low attendance or the stadium was packed like there were a bunch of people here to see them and I think it puts in perspective that like I totally get this is a passionate fan base and I've said this before like I think that's so cool like that makes our job so much better to know that there's people that really care and like you're writing for people really care about this team it's connected to them and their families and I think that's awesome. Um, and it's, yeah, there were so much more personable interactions than like just seeing Twitter comments and like people doing things online and how all that gets all messy and stuff like that. But I was really impressed with Bill's Mafia. I thought like the signs were awesome. Um, it's a lot of people's birthdays. I will say that. Shouts to all the birthdays. <laughs> I'm trying to get autographs, but it's, it was good. And I think yeah, I, I like, let's try to keep that positive momentum going, though. Like, and a lot of shrieking. Like, Josh Allen can hear you guys, I promise. Like, <laughs> I, I appreciate the commitment to trying to get his attention, but that was real. The most uncomfortable experience I've had at camp didn't happen in Rochester, but, like, I was standing, like, right at the edge of the tunnel when the fan threw the football at Josh Allen and it hit him. Like, I get, like... And that also goes to like a side conversation about like adults, like clamoring for signatures and autographs. It's like, I get it. Like if it's, if you're a collector, right? Like if it's something like a hobby of yours, like I'll listen to it, but I'm always super just like, what's the best way to say this without making people feel bad. Like, I don't know. Like I feel like kids should be getting autographs. Like I think that's the, was always the point of it. And so like seeing that, and I feel like that's like a, a byproduct of that, like throwing a, a football at a player. Like you could tell Josh was pissed. 
I actually do have something to say about that. I'm glad you brought that up. So I was focusing on the positive stuff. And overall, like, I would say 90% has been positive between the stadium. Like, I stood and waited on that stadium field until they kicked Dawson Knox, Dion, and Spencer Brown off. Like, they're like, sorry, guys, you got to stop signing autographs. I, I watched that happen. There were It was awesome interactions. But, guys, don't be pushing kids. Like, I saw a kid, like, getting pushed. That's not... That drove me nuts. This kid was like crying because someone was pushing her to get Dawson Knox's autograph. That's not cool. And the the throwing things, mm. <laughs> I think that's like I handed back someone's jersey that they were throwing for Steph to sign and they were upset that I gave it back to them. And I was like, I'm not, he's not going to sign this. Like he, he, they weren't signing the things that were being thrown. I think they're taking their time to sign stuff and I have mixed feelings on the adult versus kids thing. I, I kind of am with you, but I think there's, I've also seen great interactions where it's like someone who's like, Hey, I'm a really big fan of you. I'm wearing your Jersey. Like, do you mind signing it? And I hope it's genuine and I hope that's real. And I think the players feel the same way. I think Steph's gone around and like asked a bunch of people like, Hey, you're not going to sell this. Are you? And like, don't do that. Like, that's not cool. But the throwing things, I, I mean, I saw it all happening. I was down there. It was, there was no point to it. Steph just walked by the stuff. Like, and I don't know if people, I hope people got their stuff back, but I think it's good to treat these people with respect. Um, if you are passionate about them and fans, don't throw things at them. Come on, guys. I really didn't like that. So thank you for bringing it up. I got to get that off my chest. Very good. This was um, a great time. Uh, thank you for taking the time. You can find all of Elena's work uh, on ESPN.com. You can follow her on Twitter at a Getzenberg. It's a lot of ease. All right. You'll find it. Just put in, just put in Elena, A-L-A-I-N-A, uh, Getzenberg. Uh, you'll find all of her work. You read it over ESPN. You probably already do. Um, this has been episode two of Shout Bill's Football Training Camp, Camp Diaries. It's been fun. Thank you for having me. And yeah thanks for thanks for reading and her supporting matt perino he's he's great and i'm a big fan so there you go we tell lies at the end of the show all right that'll do it from uh st john fisher i'm going back to buffalo for one day we'll wrap up wednesday and thursday this episode will be coming out on tuesday have a great week everyone all right, everybody, that'll do it for this episode of Camp Diaries. Make sure you subscribe and review to Shout for all of your Buffalo Bills coverage. And as always, we're brought to you by Tops Friendly Markets. From your child's first birthday party to your holiday feast, Sunday football, backyard barbecues, and every meal in between, Tops is proud to have been at your table for the past 60 years and looks forward to 60 more.